0: Welcome to Highly Educated, the podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sherman, and today we have a special episode. NBA Finals, special cut here, right before, the night before the NBA Finals starts, between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, going to be a very exciting series, and for that reason, we're bringing on a very special man, Brendan Lawson, a sports guru, coach, athlete, um, to uh, go ahead and talk about it. So, without further ado, we're going to start the episode, and uh, thanks for listening. So, I just want to thank everybody here for, you know, tuning in. Uh, Had nothing but positive feedback the last week here since the launch. Uh, We've had 500 downloads this first week. Uh, Apple, Spotify, uh, you guys have been amazing. Um, From everybody sharing on Instagram and texting me and sending me messages and, you know, all the love. Um, It's amazing. Um, And it only makes me want to be more passionate about this thing and uh, keep this machine going and bring on great guests and start, you know, creative conversations and really, you know, get this dialogue going and, you know, keep this train rolling. So really appreciate all the support, appreciate all the messages. And, uh, you know, we're just going to keep this thing going and that's it. So, Today we have a special episode. Uh, we're gonna do these for sports uh, finals, championships, etc. Larger events. Probably do something for the Olympics, maybe. Um, but you know, I, I think this is important, and uh, you know, especially for the guys that do DraftKings and all the online sports stuff. I think it's important to have these conversations and uh, to get some shop talk. So, you know, without further ado, I'll bring my buddy on here, Brendan Lawson, who's you know really smart guy, very knowledgeable in the world of sports, and. Uh, Like me, he likes numbers and stats, and I think we'll all benefit from that. So without further ado, Brendan Lawson.
1: I appreciate you having me on, Sherm. Uh, We go way, way back, back to the college days. I met you first day at Plymouth State.
0: Plymouth Uh, State. It's
1: been a ride ever since, man. Um, You know, kind of look at you as if uh, you're one of my brothers. I'm sure you you do the same. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. You kidding me? I could not. Couldn't be Brother
0: Lawson mind. is what I call you, Brother Lawson.
1: There it is, man, I'm Brother Lawson. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on. I'm really excited for you, man. I think uh, what you've done so far with the uh, the podcast has been just absolutely unbelievable. Uh, really, really enjoyed um, your last episode with EJ. Uh, it's just really cool to kind of see all these different walks of life that you, uh, you've had on your episode. Your episodes already, um, and then what's to come? You know, I've had a little bit of insight as to some of the people that you're going to be having on your uh, your show here, and uh, just for all you listeners out there, you know, if you're just trying to look for something to just kind of hear someone else's story and what it is to kind of walk in their shoes and see their different perspectives on life and business and things of that nature, it's just a really cool podcast to do that. Um, so definitely continue to listen and uh, as Sherman said you know we do have a, a special show for you here, uh, here today with the NBA Finals um, so I think we'll have a lot of good information to get give you guys and some good insight as to uh, the matchup that's upcoming
0: well yeah, man I mean this is a big this is a big week you know the NBA Finals uh, just to recap here you know NBA finals are here basketball you know whole different whole different ball game no pun intended. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. I'm, this is going to be a great matchup in terms of, you know, explosive plays and, you know, talent on the field or on the on the field, on the court, on the court. court believe, yeah. yeah, silly goose. I don't goose. know much
1: about sports, but I think they do play on a basketball court. Yeah, court, yep. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah it's court. There's wood. There's hard wood there. Um, Hey,
1: I I do want to jump in real quick, though. For all you Isles fans out there, be very proud um, and just respect the season that you guys had, uh, especially when it came to the playoffs. Uh, You guys did go seven with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I think they're proving right now that you were the best competition to them um, with the way that they're going about uh, the Stanley Cup Finals right now. Um, I believe they're up, what, 3-0? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you guys went seven, seven games with them. Uh, so just definitely respect the team, the effort, and uh, you, Isles fans out there, have nothing to uh, be shamed or, or bummed about um, other than obviously holding, holding up the cup at the end of the uh, finals.
0: Yeah, yeah. Honestly, we had a good run. But anyway, this is the NBA Finals edition. So, you know,. Uh, Two so great teams here. <laughs> yeah, so let's go. So shut up about the damn aisles already. I'm, a, I'm sick of hearing it. Um, <laughs> NBA finals time. Um, so obviously we have a lot of talent, um, you know, in this NBA finals. Um, Giannis, uh, who is actually on a day-to-day basis now with that injury report that came out uh, as of a few hours ago. Um, we're recording this at 1030 uh, the night before the NBA finals. So pretty up-to-date report there. You know, and I I I, do
1: want to say this was actually just updated. We got urgent news. Uh, He is showing doubtful now for game one.
0: Doubtful for game one. So as we were talking on air, the status changed. So he's now doubtful for game one. Big news. Um, That means our boy Bobby Portis is going to have to step up big time.
1: He's going to have a big role.
0: Big role. He's going to have to start being explosive. And, uh, you know, I think that's... uh, that's what's going to happen. Go down. Not something
1: he has uh, shied away from in his career. If you look at it, but I think we'll touch on that a little bit later.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, so yeah, so getting into the NBA, um, what a weird season, you know. Just like in general, with you know how yeah. things kind of played out, and and the weird playoffs we've had with all the injuries, and you know LeBron crying on the thing, you know <laughs> saying, you know, as always. Um, you know, about, about how everybody's injured and that this is the reason. He's in
1: Hollywood, man. He's in Hollywood. He's an actor. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Guy's got to act, I guess. Right. He's got to, got to feed the kids.
1: I mean, and and that's with all due respect because I, I I am uh, notably a uh, LeBron fan, but I will say one of his downfalls and one of the things that I do not like uh, about him is the way he acts on the court uh, with, with regards to getting fouls and things of that nature, which, You know, there is a debate there. He's a freaking 260-pound, 6'9 freight train. So, you know, a typical foul to another player may not look the same when he's coming through the paint. So, it's possible he doesn't get all the foul calls that he wants, but it is what it is. We're moving on. He's not in the finals. What the fuck are we talking about? Yeah,
0: yeah, what are we doing? Listen
1: to this, man. Okay, let's talk about how the two teams, the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, got to the finals. Let's kind of talk through uh you know the teams and the matchups that they had leading up uh, throughout the playoffs um, to this finals matchup right so you want me to kick that off
0: yeah kick or that off kick that
1: off let's fucking get it we'll do it live man we'll fuck it we'll do it live so western conference we've got the suns coming out they are the two seed uh so to start that off in the first round they had to go against the lakers who is for the first time ever i believe was the first time we had a 7 seed uh going up against the 2 seed and the 7 seed was actually the favorite how about that that's pretty interesting huh
0: yeah yeah they had they were kind of banged up at that time right
1: yeah so they were they were just the lakers were just kind of coming into their own uh what people would would say you know finally getting healthy um, ad he's pretty in it, injury riddled uh, throughout his career. Um, and that's kind of showing up here lately in the last couple of seasons that he is on the Lakers, um, which brings into to the, uh, the dispute as to whether or not um, his value is what it should be. Uh, a lot of people are saying the Lakers got one championship out of him. They should move on. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens with that in the uh, upcoming off season. Uh, but anyways, yes, so you have the Lakers coming in. AD was injured early in the season. Uh, he had been playing for a few weeks um, at that time at the start of the playoffs. Same with LeBron. He had a high ankle sprain. Uh, he's coming in what people believe, especially now after watching his playoff round one, uh, that he was not fully healthy. I don't know what your thoughts on that are. or I mean, that's I, just an excuse people have for him.
0: I think he's just a giant man, and I think that, you know, he's going to get injured. He's going to have little things. Like, I I think just guys that are that big just are going to be injured, like, on and off every day, every out. Like, I just, I think, like, how Kobe, like, when you watch Kobe's documentaries and, and you hear him talk about, like, how he... Um, you know, would just get you know get in pain and get in this and that, and he would just ignore it like it wasn't there, and he would just keep playing right. or keep pushing through it or keep like I feel like that's what you have to do in these kinds of situations. So yep. regardless of what the outcome is, if it really was that or this or whatever, it makes the story more or less impressive. But I don't I don't think it's like a, a cop out to you know why he can't win or whatever it is because it's like you know if, yeah. if if players can do things you know extraordinary yep. like that, it's like you know you just you just got to do it. Um, But but, but regarding the series, here comes the Suns, you know? Right. It's like, here comes comes the Suns.
1: Suns. Yeah, absolutely. No, you know, kind of disregard the injuries. It is what it is. The Suns that come into this playoff series, ranked the two seed. Uh, After a fantastic year. Very impressive. Crazy offense. And the thing is, especially to, uh, you know, someone that may not pay as much attention to the NBA, this didn't start this year, okay. This actually started last year before they had CP3 coming over. If you recall, in the bubble, when they were doing their their play-in tournaments for the bubble, the Suns went an impressive eight and zero. They didn't they didn't make it into the uh, the actual playoff just due to record, but they did go eight and zero in the bubble in those play-in uh, games.
0: Right, right.
1: So. So what they've done this season really started back then. uh, And and I think a lot of it has to do with Monty Williams, uh, their coach, as well as James Jones, their GM. I think they've both done an incredible job building the roster, um, especially when you get two guys like CP3 coming over, who's arguably one of the best, if not the best, uh, pure point guard to ever play the game, as well as uh, someone like Jay Crowder. Um, He's just a hard-nosed, defensive guy, going to take on the best uh, offensive matchup that the other team has. Um, And when you have a guy like that, especially in your locker room, that's quiet and just determined to play defense and shut other guys down, I think that really does a lot for the mentality of your team. And I think that's shown this whole playoff series.
0: Right, yeah. And that, well, you know, got to think about it. All those great teams that we all hear stories from always have that one defender that's like, bulletproof you know like
1: defense wins championships man you the Ron Artest the
0: you know you get the, the Ron Artest is, yeah. you get the Dennis Rodman you get the you know, you get yep. these strong defensive presence that it's just you know that'll that'll change a whole team you think about absolutely. Bruce Bowen you think about you know you think about um you know who you know just legendary defensive structures on teams that just help them push through the finals and I think yeah yeah it's crazy
1: yeah no absolutely uh but Let's kind of circle back. So right, so round one, Suns versus Lakers. Um, this is one thing that's pretty interesting that you, you won't really realize until you, you look into everything. But this was the only, uh, let's say, matchup or series throughout the playoffs that the Suns actually had a deficit in games. Uh, so a lot of people don't remember because ultimately all, all anyone remembers, right, is that the Suns beat LeBron and the Lakers. What they don't realize is the Lakers were actually at one point up in the series two to one. And what happened was AD injury riddled AD ends up getting injured again, right? Blows out his, uh, his, uh, his groin is unable to play the rest of the series. He did try to come back uh, for one game, played five minutes, got injured again. Uh, but that was the real changing and turning point of that series. After being up to one on the suns, Uh, Lakers lose AD LeBron arguably is not LeBron He's still recovering from that high ankle sprain Um, Not nearly as explosive At least not by the eye test in my opinion As he typically is And here come the Suns Young team led by the point god CP3 And now they take down the favorite Number 7 seed LeBron led Lakers so LeBron James had actually been 14-0 and 0 in first-round playoff series. So he had, in his entire career, he never exited the first round of the playoffs until this year. And That's when the first time CP3 and LeBron James face off two best friends uh, who are now adversaries on the court. First time they play against each other in the playoffs, CP3 gets the best of them. oust LeBron in the first round for the first time in his career, 14-0. Now fourteen and
0: one, that's big. I mean, that's big. I mean, and people shit on CB three for flopping or whatever, or like doing his thing. But they all do it. <clears throat> they all do it, and and at the same time, you just gotta respect this man's like like longevity. Like he, it took yeah. him a very long time to get here, you know, and to where he's at right now. And he did it, it 16 he did, years and he didn't jump on a team of superstars. He didn't, he did it the organic or more organic way. I guess you could call it, you know, than than what these other teams are doing that are signing three giant stars or two giant stars and then yeah. building a whole team. You know, he did it the yeah. kind of the more organic way. Um,
1: he went to the young studs, try to mentor them a little bit.
0: Right. I mean, I guess you could make a comparison to kind of almost like Toronto Raptors. They, they had a, really nice, like kind of you know, great organizational kind of structure that led them there. It wasn't just like they drafted a bunch of superstars and made shit happen, you know?
1: No. Yeah. No, they, they definitely, uh, they were pretty organic for a while. Uh, they just couldn't break that seal getting into the NBA finals, which they ultimately ended up doing after they traded Wade DeMar, uh, DeMar DeRozan, um, for Kawhi Leonard, uh,
0: but anyway, for yeah, year,
1: for a one year rental, which, you know, obviously worked out for them. But yeah, like you said, anyway,
0: the sons, it uh, just I mean that you're right, though, it was a very organic transition for them right into this. And I think when talking about Chris Paul and talking about his hustle, his work mentality, like it's crazy, like the shit he does yeah. in games is just, you know, before it was, it's He's just a
1: conductor, man. He just orchestrates. That's all he does orchestrate right it, it's interesting how how their team changes too like when he when he, he, he's been injured a few times here uh during the playoffs right he had a, sh- a shoulder injury in the first round and then he uh he actually was out for a couple of games
0: yeah that fucked me in uh, with with,
1: co- with covid um but you know the pace of play for the Suns it, it seemed to almost pick up when he's not out there uh which is cool because you get to see these young he is young guns kind of fly up and down the court and really put up a lot of shots and get points. And uh, Booker's actually had some of his best games with CP3 out uh, just because he's able to have the ball in his hands a little bit more. And he he plays a little bit more of a dominant offensive role. Um, But at the same time, what they lack when CP3 is not on the court is his ability to, when things start to kind of slide or get away from them, maybe the other team's going on a roll. uh, CP3 has that ability to kind of just slow things down start to get the game back to a pace where he and his team is comfortable. And there's not a lot of players in the NBA that are able to do that. Um, I would say LeBron, you know, getting on his his train again, he does have that ability. It's these players that kind of are able to just make the game come to their pace uh, rather than letting it kind of run away. Um, So I think you've seen that really uh, be – very valuable and useful especially for these sons these young sons uh, throughout the playoffs when the other team's going on a run um, CP3 kind of comes in as that closer calms everyone down gets them back on page and, and in line to just close it all out
0: now do you think with DeAntoni it would have been a more magical team
1: uh, back in seven seconds or less is that what you're talking about yeah with Steve, Steve Nash and them yeah uh, no, I think it would
0: well, just be a- uh not even there, like maybe even later era sons with D'Antoni, because I think, didn't he still coach after Nash was gone?
1: Yeah, um, I, th- I think it would just be a different different offense uh, completely, uh, just because that's not really who CP3 is, you know. He Chris Paul, like I said. It would have been amazing
0: to, to of- see CP3 play with Popovich.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's that is magic right there. That would have been incredible. Uh,
0: could you imagine him one, like in the Spurs in the heyday with 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 Tim Duncan and, <laughs> and Dude. Tony. That, it would have been incredible. I
1: mean, I mean that could be a whole another episode, but what I will say is if you want to watch five-man basketball, you go back and watch the Big 3 with with Popovich and Oh, and yeah, there's nothing San like Antonio. that. That's that's like fluid those, fluid in motion.
0: Yeah. Dude. poetry in motion.
1: Poetry in motion, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Those guys, uh, not the most athletic, not the most explosive. They knew how to share the ball. They knew how to play their roles, and hell, that won them. Well, that's what
0: we're talking about here. Like that is what it, the Suns are doing right now. That's the same ball game that they're playing right now. Is is I agree. that they
1: play? They play five man ball, except instead um, of Tim
0: Duncan, they have Devin Booker, who's just like this insane scorer and just like athletic presence and just drive, you know, that's, that's the difference is that there's, so, so you know, so, they have the big man too, but not as like that presence. Yeah. Is.
1: So Booker would more so be kind of like the, I mean, they are not the same at all, but if you're talking about that big three, uh, you're looking at Ginobili. Uh right. Now the mono Ginobili would be closer to, to Booker. I, I don't think they're, Close in comparison, but if that's the comparison that you're you're making, and then Aiton would be du- Duncan. And no, Mr. I mean, I just meant like the star Parker. caliber
0: player on the team. You know, like, oh, yeah. that's like you. Duncan was you. the catalyst. You know, whereas yeah, whereas yep. Devin Booker's the catalyst. Right.
1: Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Let's let's uh, let's circle back, dude. Literally, this is why I love sports, though. You you get. Talking on one thing, it just brings you into a whole other realm. But it's all
0: relevant that. to what we're talking about, you know. It is, it is, um, it is. But. but so anyway, so the Suns, the Suns ousted the Lakers, who are, you yep. know, the seventh seed, and the Suns, um, you know, they didn't get a lot of respect when they first came in. I feel like they people thought that LeBron was going to kind of handle it like he does in years past with playoffs. And, yeah. you know, yeah. when they won and they, and won and they moved on I to the next though. round, it, it got scary. And, and I think Denver even was a pretty— Denver looked good, you know, after beating the trailblazers, they looked pretty good, you know, and uh, not really sure what crumbled to the ground there, you know?
1: Yeah. If if you want my take on that, Portland is always so, so damn difficult to get a read on. You got Lillard, you got McCollum, you got guys that go out, they can put up big numbers, but dude, they cannot play defense. Okay, so the Nuggets—it it was almost kind of like a false series. It's hard to gauge how good the Nuggets actually were after defeating them, because again, Portland can't play defense. So, you know, you might have Portland go out one game and they blow you out just because they're hot-handed and Lillard's going for fifty, uh, or they come out the next game and and they can't stop your guy, and you got Jokic who ends up going for you know freaking. He didn't do this, but a fucking quadruple double. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like right.
0: he <laughs> I mean, damn well could have. Right.
1: Yeah, because they they can't stop him. But, um, but yeah. So the Nuggets come in against the Suns. You got MVP, uh, Nikola Jokic. He he's determined to be the league's MVP uh, during that series. He plays like it. He really does. I mean, he was the only guy on that team doing anything and doing it consistently. Uh, But again, injury bug. asterisks. I don't know. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that coming up here soon. But Jamal Murray, arguably their second best, not not even arguably, very surely their second best player, uh, not in the series. How does that affect it?
0: Right. It was, it was just a, it, yeah. I mean, but coming in, I mean, they looked, you know, we thought, like you said, we thought it was going to be a different kind of game. And, uh, you know, we clearly yep. know what happened there. Brooms were out and uh, yep. Denver was swept. So then the Suns now make Sons it to. Suns and four. The Sons cr- and
1: four. <laughs> yeah, Suns and guy. four guy. That guy
0: got famous. He got viral. Yep. That motherfucker made yep. a career out of that. Um, the Suns and four guy.
1: Here, here, here's a crazy. Here's a crazy stat, though, about that series. Uh, not even about the series, but in the sweep game, right? CP3 shoots just under 63% from the field, has 41 assists and only five turnovers throughout that sweep. Which is 41 yeah. assists and five turnovers. Talk about a point god.
0: Yeah, point god. I like that. Point god. That's like how a, a person from Massachusetts would say point guard.
1: Point, point god. god.
0: Point god. Point god. Guys, a point god. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, they get swept, bam, done, get the fucking broomsticks out. See ya. Then you're going to the Clippers, right? And this is actually an anticipated series. Great shit. But yep. obviously when there's no Kawhi, there's no. A lot of people
1: thought it was going to be Lakers Clippers battle of LA. Didn't happen. Nope. But you got the suns coming in, coming in hot too. Off, uh, what I believe was a six game win streak at this time. Right. 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 So they come in hot. Like you mentioned, Kawhi Leonard is out. That is huge. He was averaging 30.4 points, right? Yeah. He was averaging Same. 7.7 rebounds and 4.4 assists a game. I mean, this dude was absolutely dominating the playoffs until he got injured with his knee injury. So, begs the question who are we going to see? Is it Bubble P or Playoff P, right? That's the argument are we going to see we, the guy that we just,
0: saw a I, you, we might have to change his name after what we saw. It was busted his ass and worked harder than anybody on that court, Pete.
1: <laughs> I think I think that was the first time since Indiana that we really saw playoff Pete because he had that nickname back then, right? He was that do-it-all guy that was battling against LeBron. He was, seemed to be the only guy that could really give him competition in the east. And then he comes over to LA, the Clippers with Kawhi. They team up for the super team. Everyone's calling it. It's already done. You got uh, Kawhi and, and PG thirteen. They're gonna win the finals. Get to the bubble. Dud. Bubble P. Bubble P can't can't score. Can't rebound. Can't do shit. But to your point, he played his ass off in the series. Kept him in it.
0: Kept him in it. Right. And that's what it is. He, 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 yeah, he kept his, yeah, he was the only reason I think they even had a shot, which, you know, that was, that was what it was going to be anyway, regardless. But,
1: and dude, I, I'll, I'll hand it to uh, the Clippers in this series, because if you look at it, they, they were in pretty much every single game, every, every single game they lost. I mean, they were, they were pretty, in right, except for right. that, except for that last, that, that closeout game. Right.
0: Right. No spirit left at that point.
1: Yeah, and I mean, fuck, when you have CP3 coming out doing 41 points for rebounds and 8 assists, what are you going to do? Yeah. He scored 14 of 16 Phoenix points uh, towards the end of the third quarter leading into the fourth quarter.
0: That's just like the biggest slap in the face for momentum, going third to fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, He he just took over. I mean, but you also look back at his record— you know when his team's up three to one in a series, and obviously they did get they did lose you know game five um, against the Clippers to, to force it to that game six. But he's had that previous record being three and one and, and ended up losing it. You know that was when he was on the Rockets, um, right? And they ended up losing the Golden State, who ended up going on to winning the championship that year.
0: Yeah. So so what do you think in your eyes is the key for the Phoenix Suns? Moving forward into this finals, what do they have to maintain about their game that is the same from how they've kept through since the first series?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think they just they really just have to maintain solid five-man ball. Uh, I think CP3 will be the orchestrator there. He'll get everyone those touches uh, the way they need to be to get them involved and make them feel comfortable throughout the game. Uh, if the other team starts to go on runs, Insert CP3 back into that game, calm everyone down, slow the pace down. Uh, don't let the Bucks get on fast breaks. That's where they do a lot of their damage. Uh, I can talk about this all night, but the reason they do that damage on these fast breaks is because it limits Giannis' uh, need to shoot the ball
0: outside the paint. Right, which he's horrible at. Now, segueing into that, we're going to talk about the box right we can't yep. not show their path too so the bucks come in obviously as one of the league favorites giannis as a absolute monster superstar um with you know i know you have a very controversial opinion there on uh, giannis but the 4 and o sweep of miami was impressive because miami is no chump team they're a solid scrappy bunch and I think that was pretty impressive how they just kind of swept the floor with them like it was nothing. Now... Yeah,
1: no, I I would definitely say I did not see a sweep coming. I did not see that coming.
0: No, not a sweep.
1: But but that's not the same team we saw last year in the bubble. No, no, no. Uh, no. Last year in the bubble, it, it almost kind of reminded me a little bit, kind of like what we have going on with the Suns here, where you have this team that's kind of young, they get their superstar coming over, which at that time was Jimmy Butler. And they're scrappy. To your point, they play hard-nosed defense. Uh, they get after rebounds. They maintain possessions. And Jimmy Butler was an, on an absolute streak during the bubble. Uh, now this year, I don't know what happened with him. He did not do anything in this playoff series. And those young guns that they had, like Tyler Hero, who in the bubble tore it up and lit it up. Uh, I kind of think fame got to his head a little bit, and I. I he was off all year. He was not the same guy that was in the bubble. And when you're sixth man coming off the bench, uh, Goron um, Dragic is your leading scorer for the entire series, I think you're going to have problems.
0: Yeah. It was not a happy day for them. It was not a good series. Um, so, you know, the Bucks pretty much sweep through them. Uh, that was easy for them. Um, then okay, then you stop in in Brooklyn, right? And and this was, this was a series, you this know was that,
1: anti- highly anticipated.
0: Yeah, and and this this was this was big. I mean, this was this was pretty crazy. Um, obviously, with the injuries, it would have been even crazier without you know without the injuries, it would have been crazier. Um, but it still appreciate the season or or the the matchup for what it was, um, because you know it was it was still great basketball um, regardless.
1: Yeah, I mean whenever you get a series to go seven games, that's what you're looking for, especially in the playoffs. Um, But yeah, to your point, regardless of the injuries, it was a great series, uh, but you definitely would have loved to have seen the Nets, you know, in full strength. And I think we could say that about all these different teams that we've talked about. It it seems like it was just one of those years where we had a lot of superstars injured uh, during the playoffs. Uh, But when you lose, you know, Harden one minute into game one, uh, he does eventually come back later in the series, but he's obviously not healthy at all. He's kind of playing as a decoy. And then uh, you have Kyrie Irving, uh, who's obviously you know kind of the 1A to 1B uh, to Durant during that time once Harden's out. Uh, he ends up hurting his ankle. He's out for the rest of the series. And you have all these role players um, that didn't have much value uh, during the regular season didn't have much to rely on with them. Uh, Now they're kind of put in this place where there's way more um, pressure on them to perform and they didn't do it. And Durant, I mean, God love that dude. He is an absolute monster, freak of nature. Uh, I'd say one of the best scorers, if not the best scorer to ever play this game, just from a pure talent, and size measurement wise. Uh, I've never seen a seven footer be able to do the things that he's able to do with the ball. Um, he put that team on his back, had some outstanding games. Game five, Durant puts up triple-double, 49-17-10. Man, I mean, and then, fuck, game seven. Don't forget, game seven. Game seven was wild. Durant hits what looked to be a three-pointer to win the game. Yeah, it was on my birthday. It was nuts. Yeah, yeah, right, right. As time expires, Ends up being a two pointer, his big toe was on the line, sends it to OT, and then they ultimately end up losing. So don't forget, the Nets were literally an inch, maybe less, from going into the Eastern Conference.
0: Violence. What does uh, Al Pacino say? It's a, g- it's a game of inches.
1: Inches! Front of your face! <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so from, Brooklyn from on, tough yep.
0: loss to Brooklyn. And I had a lot of friends, obviously. We're in New York. A lot of friends rooting for Brooklyn. You know, we're a Knicks people, I think, in general. If you could ask the state a general pool, I think we'd say that we're Knicks fans just off of, you know, loyalty and and you know memories. But, you know, Brooklyn Nets, everybody loves them. It's a great team. They're exciting, they're ex- explosive, and it's New York, so we gotta support them too. Um, you know, and uh Seeing them lose was painful, but, you know, the Bucks handled their business and uh, Giannis played great and moved on, you know. So, yeah. you know, you move on to the next series. Now you have Trey Young, a.k.a. Young Baller, because, man, that kid can play. Um,
1: yeah, I think he probably went from the most hated player in the league uh, before the playoffs to one of the most respected players in the
0: league. Well, and point. also simultaneously, still most hated because I feel like and still most hated. Yeah, I feel like it didn't <laughs> go anywhere. Like it's like a Jordan yeah, thing yeah. where they're still going to hate you. Not that time no matter but how now good it is.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Yep. Yeah. Now he has the respect, but he's you know people still hate him. Um, still hate that guy. Yep. I think Anthony Petty, one of my buddies, came on here and he said, uh, you know, that Trey Young looks like uh, a lollipop that you drop in the on the floor on the carpet. And you pull it back up, and that's what his hair looks like
1: on the carpet. I thought you were going to say like at the barbershop shop or something.
0: Like it that. was the funniest shit. Oh man,
1: that was crazy. That was pretty funny, but I mean, hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on the guy for his hair. Uh, at least he has it. At least for the time being, he is younger than me. But <laughs> I have nowhere to speak. I got a hat. On, got a hat. For those right who don't, now, uh, for those who aren't vulnerable. listening,
0: Brendan does not uh, have the same blessing of hair. Uh-oh. I do not have the hair. Sorry, he looks sexy bald, though. We appreciate it.
1: Um, I appreciate that. I appreciate so, that. But yeah, to your point, Bucks, Hawks, right? So, uh, Bucks in, ultimately end up clinching this uh, in six, four to two. Uh, again, superstars, injuries. Trey Young, right? He goes off for, I think it was 48 points, uh, something to that extent in the first game. Just absolute coming out party uh, in this Eastern Conference Finals. Dominates hits everything puts the uh the Hawks up one zip on the Bucks who were favored and then uh ends up getting hurt the very next game.
0: Yeah, that was tragic, you know. And and that was really what did the series in. I really thought Atlanta was was going to go. I really thought that they were going to at that point when they when they won that, I was like, "Wow." This kid and shout out to my old roommate, uh I used to live with in in Santa Barbara, uh this kid Tyler Grant. Um, he was talking about Trey Young when he was like in high school, you know, and just talking about how amazing this Damn. kid was and how yeah. like he was going to be a baller, you know, and and you know, he and and I would watch his games. I would watch his games because I, I not not the high school games, the you know, I watched those games because yeah, um, with him because he'd always have him on, and I think he was sports betting too. You know, he was gambling on the games too. But you know, Trey Young, Trey Young, Trey Young. I was like, oh yeah, this kid. And, of course, sure enough, now he's, like, erupted into the league and he's this force, um, you know, yep. gaining all this traction. And he's a great star, um, young star, and now it's in the playoffs. And now you really get to see what this kid can do. And he, he, he's and, a
1: Steph Curry product. He's one of those first guys right, that we've seen right. that's truly, like, a Steph Curry product, changing the game with a three-pointer.
0: Right. Could just pull up from anywhere on the field or on the I keep saying field like I'm an idiot. The
1: basketball court on the basketball court basketball, on the basketball
0: court. court. All right, hardwood great floors
1: great singers. Uh, but yeah, 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 <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is brought to you by Hardwood Floors. We build basketball courts.
0: Yeah, I'm an idiot. Um, so yeah, so Trey Young, just a force, he comes in. We mm-hmm. think he's gonna. Dominate, handle business, and, you know, it doesn't happen. He gets injured, throws off the whole series. Um, they try to make a last-ditch effort to to make things happen without him. Um, had a good game, they honestly. Did.
1: They did, Great game. First, game. first game out, they dominate. Pretty crazy. Play, play really well. They had some big uh, contributions coming off the bench. Lou Williams had enough time to get away from the strip club and the hot wings. Uh, to go out and put up some really, really fucking good numbers. Right. Lou I mean, Williams a, turning he, out to be a
0: force is, on that squad, huh?
1: Dude, he is an absolute bucket get, getter. We know this. He's he's like almost kind of turning into Jamal Crawford where like just at the end of his career, it's just like, all right, someone got hurt. Put me in. I'll get you 20, 25. He, he's going to slowly
0: JJ J. Bray his win in, uh, into a ring. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, Uh, And then on top of that, you get Cam Reddish back, who's been out for quite some time. He had an Achilles injury. Um, He comes back, and that dude, uh, especially for not playing basketball in in months, um, he played really fucking well for them, especially down the stretch in the last few games uh, on the defensive end and just throwing up a couple of three-pointers here and there. Uh, He's a really good young player out of Duke. Uh, Definitely keep your eye out for him in the upcoming years.
0: Yeah, I mean, and there was a lot of guys. I mean, Capella, dude.
1: Uh, I'll tell you this, man. the The Hawks. What we saw from the Hawks this year. Um, don't be surprised if we see them in contention uh, for the next two, three, three years coming, because they are a young, young team, just like you have in the Suns. They are a very young team. Those those two teams are going to be around. Now, for,
0: are you for speaking from come. your bias? having lived in Atlanta, being an Atlanta sports fan?
1: I'm not, I'm not, man. Uh, I do love to see them have success. That's fucking awesome. It's been a long fucking time. Um, but no, man, they have a lot of guys that are like 25 and under uh, that are filling their roster, and I, I really think that they have a lot of upside in the next couple of seasons.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, back to the Bucks because they're who were in the finals. Bucks. Absolutely. So, Bucks handle the business. And, and, and talk Third? about the Bucks in this series, aside from Atlanta. Talk about how they yeah. handled all this pressure, all this, you know, Trey Absolutely, Young, all this, did. everything.
1: But I will say, this is fucking awesome. First time Bucks are in the NBA Finals since 1974. Uh, they had been in the NBA Finals prior to that, 1971, which they won. Uh, actually, which is also really cool to throw in there uh, just about the Suns as well. Uh, First time the Suns have been in it uh, since what 1993 Charles Barkley going up against uh, Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Uh, so it, it's been a long time since either of these teams have been in the in the uh, not the playoffs but the finals. So that's awesome. Season, new faces, new teams.
0: Yeah, this is a great. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a great matchup, honestly.
1: Yeah, um, but to your point, right? You wanted to talk about the Bucks, kind of what they're looking like coming into the. Uh, into the series here against the Suns, um, best just uh, statistically best defensive team uh, this year in the playoffs. Uh, they're all, always going to be a good defensive team, especially when you have someone like Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think I said it right. That felt really fucking good coming off the tongue. Um, but anyways, they're always going to be good with him. He is a two-time league MVP, but he's also a Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, one of the few, few players in NBA history to have uh, both of those titles at the same time. Um, so again, their team's always going to be good defensively, but they definitely turned it up a notch uh, here this this year in the playoffs. Um, one of the biggest reasons for that is they got rid of Eric Bledsoe, right? They shipped right. him off uh, to New Orleans. And and in and, and return, they get Drew Holiday, who is also an all-NBA defensive player. I believe he's second team this year. Um, So that's going to be just adding even more defensive prowess to an already defensive team. Uh, With that said, uh, Chris Middleton. I mean, this guy, what a story this guy is, man. He was playing in the NBA G League uh, for quite some time, and in these last few seasons, he has really turned it up notch. Uh, Just goes to show you that you don't always have to be the biggest name player. Uh, if you put the work in and the effort in, um, and, and you really just put those hours in, uh, you can you can become something. And he's done that because I think he is actually the catalyst to this team uh, throughout the whole playoffs. And I think if they're able to win the the NBA Finals, he will probably be the reason. And I will even go as far as to say he would be the MVP of the finals if the Bucs win.
0: Wow. If the Bucs win the NBA finals, it is not going to be Giannis who gets the MVP.
1: Yeah, and that that is a very big statement, especially when you look at the previous games, uh, the previous two games between these two teams in the regular season. Because hey, Giannis no, put up I, ridiculous it's a bold numbers. move.
0: That's a bold statement, but we like bold statements here on Highly Educated. That's the point of this thing. We are a right. bold statement bunch. Not scared to lay it speaking, on there.
1: Speaking of which, as I mentioned, these two teams did play twice during the regular season. Their rosters were a little bit different because it was prior to a few trades. Um, Tory Craig is going to win a... Uh, NBA ring no matter which team wins this finals because he was actually on the Bucks earlier this season and was traded to the Suns so no matter what happens he will get a ring he's pretty set yeah that's um, pretty cool
0: that's, but, that's a pretty good scenario to be in if you're a player
1: absolutely but like I said my statement about Middleton is even that much more insane when you look at the numbers that Giannis put up against the Suns this year in the or in previous two outings which by the way, all right, but obviously teams, you know
0: there's a difference maker, and what is that yep. difference maker? You have mismatches. You have. Let's hear it.
1: Well, my my biggest difference maker for this, it's I think if these games are close, especially in the fourth quarter, it will all come down to free throws. Free throws are going to be the de- determining factor. Uh, Giannis, during the playoffs, he's gone down from fifty two percent at the free throw line in the regular season. He's now shooting thirty eight percent at the free throw line. So if we have a close game uh, throughout these playoff series, if there's a close game, do not be surprised if it becomes a Hacka Giannis, kinda like a Hacker Shaq, or a Hacka Jordan like DeAndre Jordan. Uh, I would not be surprised to see the Suns just flagrantly just going out and just fouling a uh, Giannis to put him at the line to force him to shoot free throws.
0: Yeah, which is obviously gonna lead to a very uneventful finals. And uh, it would be really lame, but, you know, coach is going to do whatever he has to do to win a championship. And if one of the players on the other team can't make a free throw to save his life, you know, then that's a yep. weakness you need yep. to exploit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but again, but let's talk about said... the sons
0: t- and like, instead of just saying that it will be all free throw related, you know, let's talk about their power, their talent, you know, comparative uh, matching yep. up with these players.
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing I, I definitely think favors them is their youth. Uh, you know, that could go one of two ways. You can either have these young guns uh, out there that shy away from moments. They, you know, the the spotlight gets too big for them. Uh, but I think what we've already seen this this year especially is that's not the case. Uh, you got a guy like Devin Booker. Um, a lot of people have kind of somewhat compared him uh, to Kobe Bryant. Um, I've been one of those guys. Uh, not to say that he's going to have a career like Kobe Bryant not going to say that Kobe Bryant was a a once in a lifetime generational talent Um, but he kind of has that same demeanor that that dog mentality Uh, and it's just really cool if you if you see like side by side uh, excuse me side by side shots of uh, those two players Uh, they shoot and they move very similarly on the court and I know for a fact that uh, Bryant kind of took you know Booker under his wing uh, before he passed away. Uh, and, you know, Booker's got the tattoo, always be legendary, or, or excuse me, be legendary uh, tattooed. And that was just words uh, that Kobe gave to him. So I could definitely see this guy, um, you know, when when the light starts to get hot, uh, he's going to rise to that occasion, and he's not going to shy away from taking that big shot. And, and I think he did that Fuck! He did that against the Lakers in a closeout game. I think he put up forty-seven against LeBron in a closeout game. So
0: you think Booker's going to be the real, the real difference maker? MVP? Suns win?
1: So are you asking me if if, if the Suns win, who the MVP is going to be?
0: Yes. Or do uh, they give the it to? Favorite. Or do they give it to Chris Paul out of the sympathy? So Chris Paul can have his moment, and then they let he, Devin Booker he, get his. You know, next year when they probably repeat.
1: He's the favorite. Uh, Chris Paul's the favorite I would say he's going to end up getting it I could just see him being that orchestrator and, and the guy that really is the cause for them winning um, if Booker plays like he did against the Lakers where he averaged 29 six and five uh, I think he he would definitely end up getting it especially if he has one or two games like he did against the Lakers where he puts up 40 plus or, or you know something of that nature I think he right. even had his first ever triple double uh, this kid has never been in a playoffs he's Very young talent, never been in the playoffs, and he's putting up ridiculous numbers. Uh, I think he had his first ever ever triple-double against the Clippers in Game 1. He put up 40-13-11. Monster game. So if he's putting up numbers like that, yeah, hands down. going to get the MVP. Uh, But I would say a dark horse MVP, if it's neither of those two players, and the Suns win, DeAndre Ayton. I think he'll have a big, big, big series.
0: That is a very talented player, and very underlooked
1: if you get him in a pick and roll with cp3 uh brooke lopez he's a he's a absolute giant of a man i mean if you're talking about a walking giant that is that guy right there but um i I would say that especially for a seven game series if it goes seven games i think he'll have difficulty just navigating and keeping up with ayton for the entirety of a seven game series
0: That's what it's going to be. It's going to be coming down to the youth and their, you know, their stamina coming down the series, down the stretch of it. You know, the first two games are going to be, you know, punches, punches thrown back and forth, hard fought battles. But once you start getting past those first few games when everybody's banged up a little bit, trying to go at it, every other night playing a game, you know, those young guys are going to have that big advantage.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, You know, another matchup to look at, obviously, you got CP3. But on the other side, you got Drew Holiday. Uh, As I mentioned, he was uh, I think he was second team all NBA defense this year. Um, So that's a huge matchup, especially defensively, if you're looking for someone to shut down CP3. The thing is, CP3 actually played really well against him this year Um, and, and just in previous outings. Very limited in terms of turnovers. He's shot very efficiently from the floor. Um, So, even though Drew Holiday, I think he has three inches of height on him, he's a much bigger player, even though they play the same position. uh, Very good defensively, probably one of the best on ball defenders we have in the league. Uh, CP3 has held his own. And if he's able to do that, um, I would say the Suns actually end up winning the series. But again, that's an F.
0: So, all right. So, now in terms of that breaking down that um, what do you what do you think is the 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 strongest urgency that Milwaukee should have um, in this series in terms of what they should focus on to not do
1: to not do uh so if we're looking at things that Milwaukee cannot do uh, they cannot put themselves in a position where they fall behind reason. I say that they have struggled mightily from the three point line uh, as a team during these playoffs. Uh, I think they're shooting well below, well below 40%. Um, I I think the low thirties, I cannot find the number here uh, that I have, but um, the reason I say that is if they're struggling from the three point line, keep in mind, if you have a, a healthy Giannis coming back and playing in this, in this series, he is not a three-point shooter. He is not a mid-range shooter. He has to get to the paint. So if you have a team that's falling behind in the series and these games, they can't shoot threes, and then your best player has to get to the paint. But also keep in mind, like we mentioned, awful free-throw shooter. He's not going to want to go to the paint because he's going to get fouled. right? He's not going to want to go to the free-throw line because he can't make shots. Right? They're not going to be able to come back. So if you see the Bucks fall behind in the series in these games, they're going to have a very difficult time coming back.
0: Right. And and uh I think that's why they are uh you know, in a very tough uh situation here. It's not a, it's not an easy uh it's not going to be an easy road for them. The Suns are going to put up some serious numbers and score some serious points and I think that they're going to have to adjust constantly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's going to be a a pretty defensive-dominated series, to be honest. Both of these teams are one of the best, um, if not two of the best, defensive teams that we have in the league. Uh, Obviously, they've both shown it uh, throughout the playoffs as well. Um, When you have defensive specialists like Giannis, uh, like Drew Holiday, you have Jay Crowder on the other end. Uh, You actually have Cam Johnson as well and Mikael Bridges. Uh, really long young defenders, uh, who are kind of being mentored by Jay Crowder. You have a lot of good defensive players, uh, in this series. So don't be surprised if we see some games that are, you know, uh, mid mid to high nineties, uh, low one hundred, you know, wow. one hundred and five. So you're saying take the like under
0: that. is what we're saying. Take the unders.
1: I would probably go unders. I mean, I I haven't looked at the numbers, but yeah, you're you're probably going to be safer going under. Um, it, it would be very surprising to me if you see huge high-scoring blowout.
0: Well, right now, the line as it stands um, over-under is uh, 218.5. Yeah, so. I mean,
1: I, I, I would not shy away from going, going the under, especially if, if you have these people that don't typically watch basketball uh, my guess would be that they would typically go with the over because that sounds safer. And when you do the math in your head, you're like, oh, you know, 100, 109 points. It's not too much to score in an NBA game. You know, whenever but I watch again I see 125, 130. Don't be surprised. This could be very hard-nosed defensive, uh, you know, defensive games. Then, of course, if they go into OT which I believe both games they played this year both went into OT and they were both one by one and they were upwards of 125, 126, something like
0: that. Now, where do you think Milwaukee, Milwaukee has a really good stat. They usually win their first half. Um, Milwaukee has the league lead in winning first halves. Um, So where do you think that falls? They're plus three. They're plus three here on the, on the half. Um,
1: So you'll, you'll have to look up, uh, Look up the Suns too, to see what their first half is, because I believe this is actually interesting that you bring that up. And I believe, uh, the Suns actually, okay, let me correct that. I believe the Bucks actually, um, are the best team in the league in the first quarter. And I think the Suns may be the best team in the league in the second quarter. So that might even out.
0: Oh, okay. You're saying it'll even out. Wow. Yeah. It, it, so this is going to be pretty tricky. I wouldn't bet on the half then. I would say your safe bet here for this series is the under, and then whatever team you so choose that you think is going to win. Now, in our honest opinion, who are you picking?
1: So this is a little interesting. Um, I'm kind of I'm, I'm on the fence, man. I really am. I'm on the fence here. Uh, for those of you that don't know, which is fucking everyone, uh, except for Sherman and I, Sherman, actually, we were talking about this at the beginning of the playoffs. He asked me who I thought was going to win. And this was before the playoffs actually started. I said, I think, it, I think it's Giannis's year. I think the Bucks are going to win. So I'm getting close. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there for the one bet. That being said, I've watched every single game of the playoffs of all teams. And I've watched, obviously, the Bucks. if I watched every game. I am very afraid of the points that I made earlier about Giannis being in a close game, being afraid to go to the paint, which is his strength and getting fouled and having to shoot free throws. Because I think honestly, if it's a close game and it comes down to that Suns take it. Um, so I'm put on the fence that being said, I want to say the Suns win. I think they're, I think top to bottom, I think their roster is better, uh, Yeah, I'm going to say the Suns. I think the Suns are going to win it, and I would not be surprised to go seven seven games. Suns in seven? Yep, and that has nothing to do with Giannis being injured or not.
0: So this is if everyone is healthy and everyone is good to go, Suns in seven. What about if Giannis comes back game three?
1: Well, like I just said, uh, that's stays my answer whether he's healthy
0: or not all right sons and seven now, I, you heard it Brendan Lawson now sons and seven is
1: a, this is a little bit difficult though because I almost want to say I do not think they are a better team without Giannis I do not they're better defensively he obviously puts up insane numbers points and rebounds uh wise but I do think they may have a better chance at winning with him off the floor because of the free throw issue.
0: Really? You think he's so much of a liability that he's he's just
1: so, so much of a liability. Think, think about what could happen at at the end of every half, first half and second half. If it's a close game, okay. You want to get a few extra possessions, put in a, put in a, you know, a depth guy from the bench, go foul Giannis, put him to the line. Maybe he makes one, maybe he makes both. Probably not going to happen. You get the ball back. If he makes one point, you're you're and and you go down. You make a two pointer or a three pointer. You're playing with house money at that point because his one point never going to add up to the points that you're scoring on the other end. If you do that at both ends of the half, you have an easy advantage right there.
0: So this might be an interesting first game without him being in it.
1: It'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I would not be surprised to see the. Uh, the Suns go out and play really well. Uh, they seem to play really well in the first game, no matter what. Uh, that's when I believe that's when Booker's had some of his biggest games in this, this playoff uh, run. Um, but, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see, especially what Bobby Portis is able to do, uh, how that matchup uh, looks uh, with the honest being out. Um, for those of you that do not know, Portis is a good player. He came out of Arkansas. He's bounced around to a couple of different teams. Uh, but the guy can, he can do a little bit of everything. I mean, I think his, his career high in points is somewhere around 38. Uh, and then he put up his career high in playoff points uh, just this year. Uh, last year, is at 22. So the guy can go out. He could get you some buckets. Um, he's a much better shooter, especially at the three-point line than Giannis. Uh, he's very active defensively. He's an athletic big man. Um, and he can shoot much better at the free throw line. So again, I'm not saying they're a better team without Giannis, um, but just in terms of Giannis being a liability, don't be surprised if the Bucks play some good basketball with him on the bench.
0: Right. Yeah. Just like yeah. <clears throat> yeah. With win- uh,
1: let's let's flip it over to let's flip it over to you. What do you say? What's your prediction? Who's going to win it?
0: You know, I just don't. Uh, I I I'm, I'm usually a believer of defense, you know, defense this, defense that. Um, I just see the Suns having a more high caliber offense in this. I just I feel like they're gonna score more points. They're gonna find ways to get it done. Yeah. Um, one, they're just gonna one get dirty. They really way. haven't.
1: I, they might. It might be just kind of one of those those quote unquote miracle <laughs> runs. Uh but don't be surprised, you know, to to see a guy like Middleton, Chris Middleton. We we didn't talk about him too much. I did kind of make my bold prediction that if the Bucks win, he would be the MVP. Um but he's an absolute uh go-getter. He's a he's a flat out scorer, he's had multiple quarters throughout these series and then talking multiple, uh where he's put up twenty plus points in a quarter. Uh so you know, the guy can go out, he can get the, the team back in the game if needed. And it's funny, too, especially when you have a two-time reigning, uh, not reigning, because uh, Jokic actually just won, but the two-time MVP in Giannis, a lot of people think it's his his team, and typically those MVPs and those top-caliber players are the guys that are going to be the closer for the team, right? Not the case with the Bucks. You're going to be looking at Chris Middleton. Game on the line, late fourth quarter, Chris Middleton is the guy that's going to have the ball in his hands, going to be making the plays. Also, you have Drew Holiday doing that as well, but Chris Middleton is the scorer. Um, Again, the reason that is Giannis can not shoot free throws. Liability.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it all comes down to liability in the the finals. It's, you know, what are you going to do when when you can't manage the game like that, when it's out of your hands? You know, but, but at the same time, let's flip the switch. What if Giannis, you know, has a good game and shoots free throws well because it's the finals and he feels the pressure and he can handle it? You know, maybe he's hitting it's, shots.
1: It's possible. It's possible. One thing I will say I <laughs> really, really, really really uh, respect about Giannis uh, because there's a comparable player uh, on a different team in terms of free throws. Uh, I really respect the fact that Giannis, for as bad a free throw shooter he is, does not shy away from taking the ball to the paint and putting him in that position to take those free throws, no matter how bad he is.
0: Right. Well, whereas you have have a guy like Ben,
1: right. Right. And, but then you have a guy like Ben Simmons, that awful free throw shooter completely in his head. Exactly. Ben Simmons.
0: Who? I don't Uh, even know who that is. Yeah. Uh,
1: for, for those of you that don't know, uh, he's like a point guard point forward for the Philadelphia 76ers. But, um, I mean, that dude literally shied away. He stopped shooting the ball in these in these playoff games in the fourth quarter because he was afraid to get fouled. I mean, how can one of your best players, most talented players on your team, like not shoot the ball more than four times?
0: It's just, you know, hey, that's Stying why I'm there. Shying away
1: from the moment. But anyways, anyways. So let me ask you this, right? Before, you know, before we get any further, and I don't
0: think it's going to be in seven. I think it's going to be Suns in six.
1: Suns in six. Who's the MVP if the Suns win? Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Okay. I'm no going to be doubt. bold and
0: say Devin Booker, just because I think they're going to they, they want this league to have a fresh face. They want it to have a superstar, no. fresh young face. You know, I think yeah, I think Devin Booker makes all the right sense, and especially all the draws in comparison to. Kobe Bryant and the year we've had with all that. And, all, you know, I just, I think, yep. you know, I think all these things, you know, and his yep. talent, you know, his raw talent, his his numbers he'll put up. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe they'll give it a CP3, but I just, I feel like if the Suns win, it's going to Devin Booker.
1: No, no, I, <laughs> I feel you. I think he'd be a great face uh, to put um, for the finals MVP. Uh, I do think he's going to have to absolutely have one, to two monster scoring games in order to win that, if the
0: which I don't the see a series. problem for him doing.
1: Um, no, he could definitely do it. He's done it all playoffs. He's had multiple games where
0: he's and especially got out. Giannis being out. If Giannis is out, then there's a lot more focus on you know guys like Aiton, where now now you have to worry about him because there's there's yep. not as much presence. Absolutely. You know, for sure, for
1: sure. Let me ask you this: so after this finals, is there an asterisk due to all these? Uh, you know. High-profile players, superstars, quote unquote, uh, with no injury.
0: No, there's no asterisk because you know. And I hate when 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 people kind of make that argument. It's like you can't have an asterisk. That's what a season was. It what it it's okay. what it is. Thank
1: you, thank you. It's what it is. I 100% Sports percent agree.
0: Sports generations go through these things. I mean, some years you get a dud. You know, a couple things where shit goes wrong, or people get injured, or whatever. But that's the year. That's what it is. Next year, it's going to be a different situation. You're going to have other players that are injured. Yeah. First of all, take care of better dude. take better care of your body. Don't go out and rage and party and and, and you know, hey, we want to play off game and let me go out and, you know, drink all night and do whatever and try to recoup the next day and my body sucks. Not to say that's what happened with any of these players. They all worked their asses off and I'm sure none of the serious ones even do any of that dumb shit. Um but but I I just think it's like, you know, when you when you use that as a excuse like LeBron with his little bitch ass saying, "Oh, you know, uh, we got It's, this is horrible and it shouldn't even really count. It's like, shut up, dude. Like this is the, this is what it is. It's playoff basketball. People fight through pain. They just like football or any other sport. They fight through this shit. Goddamn. uh, What's his name from the Mets? Uh, Pilar from the Mets took a ball to the face and he was back playing. Like, I think the next week he was like back up (laughs) after he took a (laughs) fucking broke his nose and took a ball to the face he was already back up playing ball, like, a, you know, however short time later, hockey players, right. they get their teeth knocked out They're and they're in the game still, you know, like right. shit happens, like either play through it or, or move on, but don't like sit there and dwell on and say, what if, cause it's the season, it's, it's the natural right. balance right. of what occurred. So you can't change no, it.
1: I'm, I'm 100% on board with that. hundred percent agree. Uh, I only Does it, it up Does it suck though? Does it suck? Obviously, it sucks.
0: We don't want to, you know, we don't wanna yeah, yeah. No, you, you want to see all of our superstars injured. We don't want to see like crazy mismatches and and random. but I actually kind of like this because then it gives a shine to these like bench players and like six men and all these different guys that can actually make the difference and change this game. It gives them a Later. little bit of time to shine, and we know who the superstars are. That's cool, yeah. but now all of a sudden, Bobby Portis is going to be a household name, like. That's great, you yeah, know. Dude. Like, and,
1: and you'd love to see the crowd, dude. I don't know if you you were watching these games too. I'm, right. I'm pretty certain because we were talking about it. But right. yeah, dude. Bobby gets in there, gets a rebound, truts down to the other end, hits a three. You got the crowd going, Bobby, Bobby. Like that's fucking awesome, dude. Right. Like this is just a guy coming off the bench and he's propelling his team. He's pushing his team to get through this playoff series and into the NBA Finals for the first time since '74.
0: And it's the energy it's that wins Yama. championships, man. It's the energy yeah. that wins the championship always. Tell me a time in history when energy didn't win a championship. It was the energy at the moment at the time. J.J. Barea, Dallas Mavericks. That's what Five happened. Five-man basketball right there. That's it. You know, it's like Five. these 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 moments, these catalysts, these guys, you know, they put in the passion and the energy, and they just, that's that's who wins. At the end of the day, that's who wins. The team that is... It's just ripping. 100. Has the momentum? 100. It's momentum. Yeah, that's why I was no, so they, bummed to see Atlanta lose because Atlanta had that momentum after beating Philly. I thought they were a shoe in. I was like, wow, they just beat Philly. This is big. You know, um, you yeah. know, Ben Simmons was a bum. It's just you know, then then it's Milwaukee, and now I'm like, wow, Milwaukee's really has a tough challenge here in, in Phoenix, and it's like to see these two teams go at it. It's just gonna be it's, it's gonna be a great series, and I'm super excited to see it. The games are on. It starts tomorrow night. Um, this episode will be released uh, probably tomorrow morning. Um, so you'll see it right before the finals appears, um, you know, and we'll be chatting about all this stuff in the future too when we get Brendan back on for a, um, you know, golf segment and other segments in terms of, uh, you know, podcasting stuff that we're going to do. Um, but sons and Six, you think it's Suns and Seven. Um you had a bold prediction saying if the Bucks do win, it's going to be Middleton who gets the MVP. If uh, Phoenix wins, uh, you think it's going to be CP3. I think it's going to be Devin Booker. Um, if the Bucks win, um, you know I think it'll have to go to Giannis. I think they'll give him the full package to give him the whole dramatic package if they can pull out a win somehow. If he can get I mean, healthy it, and it, and win,
1: it, it, that's not. It could definitely happen. I mean, if they end up winning, it fits and the played, story,
0: you know. Yeah, right. and not to say if that that's is, right, but that, you know that's it's a reality, you know. That don't that don't deserve <laughs> it, but you know it's what it's True. what's right for the moment, you know.
1: I mean, it's possible too, and they they played in two previous games this year, and Giannis, uh, I believe, he averaged forty points a game in both of so he had absolute monster games. I think one of which he put up forty seven. They did lose both. Both of them were in OT by one point. Um so just keep that in mind. But yeah, if he plays, he's healthy, he has opportunity to put up absolutely ridiculous finals numbers.
0: And then let's just just segue out of this thing, let's talk about DraftKings. Um if we were to do a lineup live right now here, um, you know, I have everything in front of me. If we're if we're doing the live DraftKings lineup, um, for the folks out there to try to get a little quiche in their pocket, um, I'm thinking the captain here is going to have to be a Portis or it's going to have to be Middleton. I think that's going to be the two choices. Uh, Booker is also an obvious you know, captain choice, CP3. But I think everyone's going to be going with the generic choices, so you kind of have to be a little bit more off the book here. I think I think Portis gives you value in the other players if you choose him as your captain, if he does have an electric game. Um, But it's risky. If he doesn't have a big game, then, you know, you're not really going to get much out of him. So I think starting Middleton for a captain or Chris Paul, Devin Booker might be your safer bet.
1: Yeah, you could probably do a a pretty good lineup with having, you know, like a Middleton or Chris (laughs) Paul um, as your captain. But let's let's stay on the Portis portion right there. So you said let's make a lineup with Portis uh, being the captain. Who knows if this works out or not? I just threw this one together. I think it's actually pretty good. Um, I'm going to rattle it off. Go ahead. For those of you that want to use it, go for it. If not, I'm not using it, so it is what it is. Portis, Captain, throwing Drew Holiday. You got Chris Paul and Chris Middleton. Those are your three stars right there. Booker's going to have to sit the bench. It's just due to to money, right? You got to construct this as best you can. I'm going to fill in my lineup with my last two players with Brooke Lopez and Cam Johnson.
0: You're going to Cam is. Johnson, huh?
1: That's it, man. The guy's going to have something to say? <laughs> Don't fucking do it, man. Hey, you know. N- now, Now, if someone uses that lineup that's listening to the Highly Educated Podcast, for one, props to you for listening. This is fucking awesome. We're getting this going. And two, send a little cash my way, please. Appreciate it. Plug the Venmo. Uh, Sensei Lawson, send it.
0: Yeah. No. And this this has uh, been great. And, uh, you know, we're going to have talks like this every time we get some kind of finals or championship or big sports uh, events, because I think it's important to get in here and get some dialogue going and and get some discussion. Um, And eventually we'll do this with a group of people, too. It's just uh, Brendan's extremely knowledgeable and it's great to have him on. He's a sports guru. Um, And, uh, you know, we love him. So you know, stay tuned for his section. He's going to have his own little segment of the podcast. Um, we're going to talk about golf. We're going to have a whole little uh, segment for that. Um, so stay tuned for all these things. We're going to have a couple uh things down the pipeline. And uh, yeah, as always, uh, Brendan, we appreciate you coming on. And uh, yeah, we're going to end it up there and uh, let you guys uh, watch the finals.
1: Much appreciated. Enjoy.
0: Thanks, Brendan. Thanks for coming on.